You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. We are so happy to have you here on our show. You're here with the Feel Good Sisters. This is Ray. And this is Heather. And welcome to our metaphysical porch, our seaside. I don't know, we're coming up on summer. Maybe it should be like an ocean view kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I like the ocean. Let's go think? with the, the flow of the water. Let's mm-hmm. go with like our pink pebbled beach. Welcome to our metaphysical pink pebbled beach. So happy <laughs> that you're here. No, actually, there are pink pebbled beaches. I saw it on the show. <laughs> mm. I want to go, right? Yeah. We talk about the law of attraction in probably a way that you might not have heard before. Um, We like to dive into the delicious understanding of how the law of attraction and metaphysics and our connection to source really influences our everyday, our nitty gritty, our nine to five, our weekends with the kids. It is about making metaphysical, truly, truly practical, but also mystical at the same time. Can we hold both the mystical and the practical as we move through this wonderful physical experience. And we're all about studying those leading edge teachers that help us move more deeply into what seems like ordinary life, but there is so much going on. Um, And we love to study the Abrahams, those leading edge teachers that are channels through our wonderful Esther Hicks. If you're joining us for the first time, you'll be hearing a lot about those Abrahams. And many of you are very, very familiar with those teachers and um, and we're happy to have you aboard because you just you just hooked in with a bunch of Abe heads. But, you know, that's just the beginning of it. Right. Because those teachers, they just they just give us a nudge and we can take it to the next level and the next level. Um, you know what? You know, Heather, they've been talking a lot recently in some of the workshops about blending again. They, they talked about it for a while and then they sort of stopped and then they've coming back to this idea of how important it is for us to keep blending with source and blending with spirit and continuing to consciously blend with our broader knowing. And I don't know why, but that always just makes me feel so good. Yeah. You know? Well, it's it's like that tapestry that they talk about, that weaving. And when I channel the joyous ones, they're always kind of showing me how they plug in to our bodies. And it's always like in conjunction with, you know, it's like it is a blending and it's it's kind of like a a percentage like I can read, you know, I'm about 73% connected or whatever. So it's this (laughs) blending feeling. 
I love that idea. It's kind of like the buffer that we're all used to, you know, like it's coming, mm-hmm. it's almost here. Ah, there it is. The blend. <laughs> but well, you know, and you know that's the that my friend who taught me to channel years ago, she said orgasm is the um absolute like um epitome of of connection you know that's like the the whole vibrational experience is a a blended is orgasm I love it. Well, it, it is sometimes <laughs> induced by a vibration. So there you go. It makes sense. But um, I love the the ec- ecstatic feeling of that blendedness. And sometimes even when I'm, you know, on my way to work, uh, you know, some practice that I do every day, I love this idea of of really blending with source consciously as I move toward, you know, whatever is going to happen next. And it it is, I know, probably a sacred practice that everyone on a spiritual road does in their own way. But it is something where the simplicity of just asking and, and opening up oneself mm-hmm. to be blended um, it happens. It's so simple. It isn't like you have to have 10 candles lit and then be in super silence. You can be on your way to work. You can be getting off the bus. You can be grocery shopping. What I love about blending with source is that it's an instantaneous awakening in our real lives that makes it become extraordinary. And and that's... There's a couple of requirements that I've noticed, um, and you tell me if this is true for you and, and my the people I work with. There's there's that piece that you have to be present in the right here, right now um, to blend. And then also there's that piece that you have to be um, like up the vibrational scale. You know, you have to be... You can't be down in the dump dumps of the dumps. Right. Well, it has to go. Well, what's interesting is I don't even think about blending unless I'm up in the higher registers. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't even occur to me that's something I should do unless I'm feeling good and I've done, you know, so I've done my, I've gotten rid of my wobbly thinking. I'm still loving that. You know, I've, I've really caught myself when I've gotten into some wobbly thoughts. And and actually, that's what's going to lead our theme tonight as we today as we talk about the perspectives that we hold. And more specifically, what happens when we start to look back in our lives when we start to look at what's happened in our history, and whether or not that's such a great idea, especially if some of our history is wobbly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason um, I want to focus on this today on the show is because I heard a, a recent track on Abraham Hips, uh, Hicks. I said hips. Abraham <laughs> Hips. Abraham Hicks is hip. So that's true. <laughs> a workshop where they had talked about there was they had a therapist in the hot mm-hmm. seat. For those of you listening for the first time, Abraham has these wonderful events that you can go to and you sit and you get into this hot seat where you can ask infinite intelligence any question that you want. And they had a therapist in the seat and, you know, she began to talk about how all of her clients want to go back into history and bring it all up again and try to, I guess, heal it or, you know, and and I think it's so interesting where the Abrahams are very, very clear that they just don't encourage that behavior. Isn't that interesting? Because they keep talking about how important your present moment is. And the only mm-hmm. reason anything in your past exists in this moment is because you brought it here. Yep. That's heavy, you know, or light. <laughs> it's light. I think it's light. <laughs> 
Right. So anything that's happened to us in the past, if we keep thinking about it, it's in the now. We're bringing it to right here, right now. Right. Right. Well, for many of us who who've been in, had gone to therapy and God knows I spent a long time in therapy. I don't do it anymore because it doesn't, I haven't met a therapist who um, is so trenched in the Abraham who would kind of connect with me and what I know, not to say that they're not out there because I know that they are and holler at us because we want to know where you are. And, and obviously um, hypnotherapists like Heather and many teachers like her out there where you can bring issues and work with them. But I remember spending, I don't know, over, I want to say five years in therapy. And um, you know, I had, uh, my father was um, paralyzed at a relatively young age. And so we dealt with a lot of health issues. And I think that as much time as I spent in what, and knowing what I know now, I would have done it very differently. Um, but it was a lot of dredging up like what happened when you were five mm-hmm. or 10 or 12 or whatever. And, um, and I think it's really interesting with the Abrahams is that just don't encourage that behavior because they have this, they, they really believe that or know that there's no, there's no bottom to those negative experiences that happened in the past. So we're going to talk a little bit about perspective, when it it feels good and is good to look back, when it's really not serving you. But more importantly, we want to talk today to the therapists and the teachers in in the audience and and the uplifters. And I know that's the majority of the audience that listens to the show. Um, Abraham often says that we're teachers of teachers, and that's us. And and so when we're uplifting others or wanting to be teachers of others, how much of the history should we um, be encouraging someone to indulge in? And so that's kind of our perspective today. And, and I want to start with uh, just diving right into a recent workshop that they did, um, that the Abrahams did. Again, this is a, a little appetizer, but you can go to abraham-hicks.com and, and buy the entire series, which we encourage you to do. Or better yet, get you know go to a workshop and 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 really have an opportunity to engage them straight on. But let's listen to a little bit of this and we'll dive deeper into it as uh, the Abrahams talk to a therapist about when it's good to look back and when it's just not so good. So here we go. It's an honor to be with you and these wonderful people. Yes, they can't hear you. Okay. I have I breathe deeply. Energy. Just good energy. Yeah. I'm a therapist. And I want to have our condolences. I know. Thank you. I need, I'd like some clarity, if you can. My life is wonderful, thanks to, to your teachings. And I'm now bringing that into my work. Yes. And I don't want them to need me to do that, just yes. to be able to learn and to remember their inherent worth. Sometimes they need to go back. They want to go back. And I heard you on a CD one time explain to another therapist that it was okay to explore the history of And most of you know what we're going to say next, don't you? So let's say it all together. Don't go back. Right. Don't go right. back. There's no bottom. Right. There's no bottom. So when you try to get to the bottom of something, you just practice that vibration longer. It's like saying, here I am, and there's this wonderful journey that away. Right. But before I start, I'm going to go 100 miles an hour that way. Right. 
before I go that away. And we say, why are you doing that? For justification, for explanation, and here's the most important thing for you to hear as a okay. therapist. Okay. And to bring my therapist down to speed with where I am. <laughs> well, here's the thing that's been happening lately. Of course, I'm attracting these people, and I'm attracting the people that I can teach law of attraction to, and I understand that. The other day, this guy, we had this wonderful relationship, but he, I met him at the door, and here he was, and here I was, because I'm practicing all the time, especially when I go to work. And I totally pissed him off by the time he left. Because I wouldn't... Because, well, we're about to do the same thing to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. You won't. We're done. We're, you, know that, you, won't. you know that we're having fun with you. Yeah. But the, so, you. it's about what you have to offer. And so when you remember that alignment trumps everything, then what you have to offer is alignment. And truly, when you're in alignment, you will be inspired to perfect things. You'll be inspired to perfect timing, perfect words, because your goal is not to make them angry. Your goal is the opposite of right, that. Absolutely. Your goal is to soothe them. Right. And so... This is the part that is most important for you or for anyone who is wanting to uplift another, but especially when it is something that you are doing a lot of. We began today by talking about perspective. Mm -hmm. And perspective from a base of blendedness. In other words, first you're blended with the whole of who you are. That's a perspective of well-being. That's a perspective of love. That's a perspective of anticipating wonderful things. That's a perspective of it's going to be all right. That's a perspective of well-being. Now, if you understand how valuable that perspective is for you to maintain, mm -hmm. then now you're going to focus on a specific subject. So you've prepared yourself, you've prepared your climate, okay. and now you're going to take that personal preparation into the world, into, let's say, conditions of the world. Right. So the condition of your world right now is a person who's having a hard time right. about something. The less background that person gives you, okay then the more you maintain your preparation, right. the more you maintain your preparation, little by little, you'll reach the place, and many of you have, where nothing that they say about anything that they've lived takes you from your preparation. It's happening. That's what step four living is. It's happening. Where you're not shocked by it. No. You're not worried about it. No. You stand there in not empathy, but in utter source energy inspired compassion. Yes. Compassion meaning you're still aligned with who you are and able to have this conversation. But even having said all of that, the best therapists we know, and we know every one of them, <laughs> make it so much harder on themselves than they need to by digging into the details. I don't want to do, well, and it goes completely counterintuitive to how I'm trained. You know that. You know, I spent my life learning to do that, and now I'm unlearning it. Ooh, unlearning it. 
Good stuff. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. When we come back, we'll talk more about the practice of being an uplifter and a teacher and how we can look back with, uh, with clarity. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Are you saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday, or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday? Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymolander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Heather and Ray, your feel-good sisters here on Everyday Attraction. You can check out our website at everydayattraction.com. And you can also check out Heather's website at ResetYourMindset.com. All kinds of specials going on there. So check that out, ResetYourMindset. Oh, sorry, .net. .net. I did that again. .net. ResetYourMindset.net. Um, and so what we were talking about before the break was some opportunities that we have to really understand how to be good teachers, how to be good therapists, if you are, um, even how to be good, quote unquote, healers. Um, but more importantly, how to be uh, positive uplifters for one another. And there is the tendency, whether you're going to see a therapist or you're meeting someone for the first time, or you, you know, have a, a deep friendship with someone to, you know, start to tell your story. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's even, how we relate to each other. A lot of times it's like, I'll tell you my story. You tell me your story, you know? Right. You know, and, and we sort of, uh, this idea of, okay, I'm going to tell you the hole that I dug for myself and then I'm going to, I'm going to dig it right now vibrationally and I'm going to kind of, you know, get in it there and I'm going to tell you how I dug myself out where, you know, they were saying in that segment, why do you want to go a hundred miles in the wrong direction? Just you can, 
you know, go the other way. You know, I think, I mean, this one's tricky to me because I know that the goal is to feel good. And so if by telling the story, it brings you to a feel good place, then I think it's okay. So I think it's really a discerning of, do you feel good or does it bring you in? So if you're in the step four living and you're actually really always feeling connected regardless of what happened is what's happening. And if sometimes I can look back and say, wow, you know, I came from this family of alcoholism and I feel so grateful for that. And I feel so like glad that I had that contrast and that actually makes me feel so good. I think it's okay to say that, you know what I mean? I do. And I agree with you. And I think what they talked about there is it's so, so important that you have your perspective, you know, clearly locked in to the perspective, knowing that all is truly well, even in the darkest of days. And then you can explore that from that lighthearted place. Mm -hmm. But so often when we go back to tell our story, it's because we're still looking for some missing nugget. Mm-hmm. That will suddenly make it all so much better. That will suddenly explain it all. And and all it ends up happening is you, you step right back into that old vibration that until you picked it up again was completely dormant. You know, right. that's where it's tricky. Um, and sometimes what happens, I think, is that we might actually not even realize that we're carrying around deep negative vibrations about a story in the past because we've normalized that negative energy. You know, it's that whole thing like when you get into a bath, it feels hot at first, but eventually you you acclimate to it where you don't even realize that it's it's warm. But and sometimes we that's where it gets kind of tricky too is that we have normalized that desperation or that negativity and we can tell that story because we're just not feeling it because we've numbed out to it yeah and that's a tricky thing too you know and, yeah there that's really true and and there's another component too um that our mind actually does not know the difference between something that happened or something that we've thought could have possibly pretended to happen right. or imagined. And so we can also, it, our mind can play tricks with us. And so we can actually have something that happened be 10 times worse in our mind the way we choose to remember it and the way we get sucked into it. So maybe it wasn't even as bad as we want to tell the story that it was, you know, and we amplify it times 10 or times 100. Because if you've ever talked to people that were at the exact same incident on the exact same day and they saw the exact same thing and you'll get completely different stories and it's because their mind decides to, to process that and to filter that in their own way and then they can kind of embellish or whatever that, you know, um, it's really interesting. So when I was became a hypnotherapist, they really encourage us to not do, um, regression therapy, not to do age regression, um, life, you know, past life regression, because we didn't know if what this person was recalling was truth or a figment of their imagination. And it could actually bring them into a dark place that could be unsafe for them to be. And then me as a hypnotherapist could put myself at risk as their therapist, you know, in that situation. Wow. Um, So it's interesting. Yeah. And it it really is. um, We get back to that power of now that history really is only in, 
is only present in the telling of this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so important about the segment that we just heard was the preparation that one needs in what we talked about in the beginning of the show, the blending with source, that you prepare yourself, whether you're a therapist or a teacher, or you're just, you know, having a day with your kids, you really want to prepare yourself to have a stronghold in your blended perspective with source, and that you have that broader knowing so that even if there is a necessity to go tell a story, or somebody has this burning desire to tell some um, difficult or, or hardcore story to you, that you don't lose your connection to source. You know, and I think that when we look at great teachers, I think what made them great, if we look at Jesus, for instance, what I love um, about Jesus and the way that he dealt with you know, some pretty difficult situations and stories is you, you didn't really see him freak out, right? It was like, okay, leprosy. Hmm. All right. I am so connected to my broader knowing. I'm so connected to that, that sort of knowing that all is well, even in this seeming chaos, that I can actually be an uplifter. Right. Because I'm not going to join you in the fear of what's happening or join you in the, um, you know, and I think that's so powerful, but it takes preparation on our parts to be powerful teachers and even to be really good friends to other people on a spiritual path. You know, I, I did some chaplain work with my unity community and, and even though people, you know, when we called to pray with them, um, sometimes they would want to go into the story, whether it was, uh, you know, 10 years ago or yesterday. And I remember in our training, it was really important that we we allow that, of course, that 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 is real. But there is a moment where we need to really shift into what is coming out of that experience, not the going into it. Mm-hmm. And and to shift in our in our prayer time into the consciousness of of all is well and God is truly present even in that and um, but there is this tendency on the human side to go tell me more <laughs> yeah <laughs> how bad did it get <laughs> you know and I I think it's so important that we uh, remember that doesn't serve us or or anyone else to really do that and. Um, you know, it is that step for living again, which is, is one of my favorite topics right now. This yeah. idea that you can, you know, witness CNN and what's happening in the news or even, you know, a difficult situation with the friend and still stay connected to that loving, compassionate, not empathetic. Isn't that interesting? Did you hear that differential there? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, f- from my perspective, trying to, to really get clear on the difference between Empathy, which is, you know, feeling like, oh, no, you've lost your connection with source, too, mm-hmm. um, to the place of, of inspired by by source to be compassionate and open and allowing in the moment. So not only with other people, but within our own history, too, um, you know, having that that compassion for self. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's so interesting when they in that last part where they said, you know, the best therapists and we know them all. <laughs> Uh-huh. are the ones who just move into the future. Where are you going? What is it that your past has inspired? You know? Well, and it's, and really, I think it's about the right here, right now, and what's your intention? You know, it's not about the story as much as 
um, what does that mean to you and what do you want to do with it? You know, from here, what's that's your start jumping off point and where do we want to go and not going into the future like too far either, right? It's just like what's the direction and and the trajectory that we're going to be taking. Yes. Not not where we have to go down the road, you know, like we don't need to know everything, but we, we just have to be willing, I think, to allow – Allow the past to serve us in a way that we gain that clarity about that which we're not wanting and also to be deliberate in our intention to be really clear what it is we are wanting. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think there also is um, an asking to find a new definition of connection, because in the past, and I want to talk about maybe some of that old technology again, you know, the way that we got to know each other was to tell each other our stories, mm -hmm. right? You know, so that's how we got close. And I think in this new technology and this new understanding of vibration and understanding of the time-space uh, continuum and, and understanding the power of the present, really the new way that we get close is, is really hearing who we've become and where we're going. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a different type of connection that moves beyond the details you know, that you can actually be close to someone that you don't know their history. Mm -hmm. And isn't that an interesting question? Because um, many would say, no, you don't. You can't really be close until you've known, you know, what, what tragedy someone has bestowed or how, what they've gone through. Or, and I'm finding, you know, especially in our spiritual communities and, and the relationships that we are fostering from this metaphysical perspective, that I feel incredibly close and loving and and connected to someone and kid you not, I might not know their last name. Yeah. Which is not relevant because we don't care what their name is. <laughs> <laughs> right. But in the past that, you know, that would be kind of weird. That would be like, well, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? That, you're not well, very close. I, you, know? you know, it's interesting you're bringing this up because it kind of makes me realize that I've never related to people's story as much as I just feel their energy. And I feel close to people who have a similar vibration. That's what, that's what invites me to feel close to somebody where it's like, I feel like I know them because I can sense that, that connection energetically. Yes. Um, and I think that everyone is intuitive. And so for me, it's really, and I think my work has a lot to do with um, teaching people how to trust their own intuition and how to really sense what feels good and what doesn't from a non-physical experience. Well, not a non-physical experience, you know, assessing through our physical reality, through our physical bodies, assessing the non-physical. Yes. And, and taking the whole, kind of the whole package in there. But mm -hmm. also I find in, in, when we are in a blended state, um, and I'm so grateful for the unity practice and, and the training I went through as a, as a chaplain, because it really helped me in understanding when I'm in that blended space and I go to pray with someone or, or go to, to really um, counsel with them. The lack of judgment is really powerful because you're in that place of broader perspective and unconditional love, no matter what they say about what had happened or what, you know, what they had done or what was done to them, there is a lifting of judgment that is so beautiful 
Um, and I think that you you really vibrate that um, that clarity and that willingness to just hold whatever it is in that sacred space. And then by holding it and not judging it and reacting to it, it, it loses even more power. It loses complete power in the moment. It doesn't have any power over either one of you. And it's so powerful to watch that, you know, to be in the presence of of even looking at a past experience and and not really reacting to it. And well, and that's you know. how you know you're really connected too, because if you can be in a place of complete unconditional acceptance, then you know that source within you. Yes, but many could perceive that as not being, um, not being uh, caring enough. Because, mm. it, it, you know, in our old perspective, it's like, oh, you have to get in there with them, right? You have to feel it and be you feel it and, and be, you know, giving all the crazy, oh my God, I can't believe it, you know, and really get in the muck and mire with it. And I think what Abraham was saying so clearly in that last segment is that when you do that, um, then you, they've trained you into their vibration rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really powerful to, to see that by releasing judgment and not having a lot of details, you can actually get closer with somebody because you're connecting with their true essence and not the story they're telling about their essence, right. which is, which is profound. And I think the beauty of people as we um, become more blended and more connected with source and a consistency, I, I know you probably feel this too, Heather, just the beauty of people um, comes through in all of their colors and all of their experiences. Uh, it is profound to behold uh, the beauty that shows up as divinity in the human body and in the human experience. Uh, and you're able to really rest in that. Well, mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're talking more about how to be a powerful uplifter and how to, for yourself as well, to look at your past in a way that uplifts you and, and really pulls you into the truth of who you are. We'll be back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Milena Dawn and Stacey Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, 
examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back to the break, you powerful uplifters, teachers, therapists. Teachers of teachers, <laughs> we're all in this together. We were talking about how it is to be a powerful uplifter, but also how to put history in perspective um, and how we can actually become closer with one another uh, with less details. <laughs> no, it's like, tell me less, tell me less. Uh-huh. Uh, but we want to get back and listen to the rest of this one uh, workshop with Abraham Hicks. And again, if you are listening to this, we encourage you to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com and, and order the entire series. They have so many wonderful tracks that you can buy and maybe even get in the hot seat yourself. Uh, but let's get back to this therapist who's talking about how it is that we can, uh, you know, we've been trained to tell our stories, but how can we move on beyond them? You know, they teach you all that in school. But alignment trumps everything. It does. It trumps yeah. everything because, you see, what's happening with most in conversations, especially in an environment like that, they're trying to talk you into right. understanding them. And when you do, you've got nothing for them. Right. You've got to decide who's going to dominate this energy stream. And the less they say about where they've been and how bad they feel, the more likely you are to bring them to what they really want. So we would establish that early on. Why are you here? Okay. Why are you here? And say to them, I'm feeling really good about our interaction together. And I feel that wonderful things are potential I here. Do I do that. Okay. But I want to be very clear about something. I... I'm going to spend so little time empathizing or sympathizing with where you've been because I want you to no longer do something that you're really wanting to do, and that's justify why you're where you are. Right. I don't want you to spend any time justifying where you are because where you are is upon the brink of really wonderful things. And if we spend much time talking about where you've been or even where you are, we slow down the path to feeling so much better. I want you to feel better walking out of this room today. I tell them that. Good. Then you know everything we know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you do. If those things are in place That's how you, it feels. I, that's all I want. And no. I've even said when it doesn't feel that way anymore, I won't do it anymore. I love it. Yeah. I want to be an uplift. But I'm not like most therapists. I'm alone, you know. Well, the thing of it is, this is a room full of teachers, and you all have people in your lives, and they are different places along this emotional scale. And for many of you, as teachers, it feels off to you to only dabble in the high frequencies. Where's the service in that, Abraham? 
We're flying high, we're feeling good, and so I say to the world, if you're feeling pretty good, come and talk to me, but if you got a problem, two doors down, please. <laughs> I'm the feeling good to feeling better counselor. The feeling awful to feeling less awful counselor is down the hall. And that feels... <laughs> That feels sort of off to you because you're service-oriented, and so we're really wanting to do a sales job on you and convince you that you really offer very little service unless you are really in that strong, powerful, good-feeling momentum. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. That was a good ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really quite hysterical. So what we heard there was um, one of my favorite things, and they said it a number of times in that track, was alignment trumps everything. Mm-hmm. And I that's a good tattoo. That's a bumper sticker. That's a tattoo. Alignment. Which is interesting because oh. I think I said a couple of weeks ago or maybe um, a month ago, like a couple of months ago, I decided to put my um, relationship with sources, my, my highest priority. Um, above everything else and my entire life has changed in that time period and so what they're saying is the exact same thing because alignment trumps everything so you can't be a good mom or a good worker or a good whatever if you don't if you put everybody else first if you if because if we're not aligned what are we bringing to the table we're bringing half half of this you know (laughs) yeah and we're easily brought down by the yes. collective unconscious that is is swirling about with all kinds of uh, of different kinds of energy. So that is that understanding that if alignment trumps everything, if that's the most important thing in the room, um, then that preparation becomes even more important when we show up. Um, because in the preparation, we show up with the dominant energy of the broader perspective. And so then worlds can change. Then Uh, healing can happen, then perspectives can shift. The aha moment happens when you're in the vicinity of a higher vibration. That's just the definition of it. And it's why we're attracted to teachers who practice that when they're not with us, so that when they are with us, we get the benefit of it. Um, And then hopefully, you know, we practice ourselves and can pass that on. Because, you know, the question is often, when whether you're going to see a therapist or you're going to a, a, a chaplain or you're going to just talk to a friend, why why are you here? You're here to feel better. Period. I mean, the feel good sisters know that. <laughs> you know, the reason you're doing all of it is to feel better. So mm-hmm. if what you're doing um, isn't feeling better and you're doing it week after week after week and playing paying exorbitant amounts of money to feel bad. I mean, if you don't walk out of an office or an experience with a chaplain or an experience with even a a close friend feeling better, don't go back there. Yep. Don't go back there. That's all you need to know. And haven't you had a lot of friends change in your life since you've raised up your vibration? Yeah, I have. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're not in because because I, I don't go there. And, and if you and if you're in a place where you want to go there, and that's because here's the thing. If you're in a lower vibration and telling the story makes you feel a little bit better, you just went from powerlessness to anger. You're really low, 
right? So you might be powerless and then you tell the story and now you're angry and that's good. That's actually a good thing. You're moving up. But, but the fact is, if you're not used to hanging around down there, you, you really can't be much help. <laughs> you can't be much help because you're not going to, you're not going to zag with them. You know, you're not going to be in that same place. You're going to look like you don't care, which is how sometimes that comes off when you're not willing to get in there, yeah. you know, and be angry as well. And so, yeah, you get kind of boring, really. You get boring. I am boring. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much. I was just, I was just reflecting on incidences in the last few weeks. And I mean, literally my life has changed so drastically. It's amazing. But I've had a, a bunch of incidents that would in the past have brought me into anger, upset, you know, whatever. And it's just all just rolls off my back because I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see it. I can I can feel the energy, but I don't engage with it. I just go like, I'm over here, you're over there, and it's all good, you know, and it's just really interesting. Yeah, being well, boring is good. Being boring is good because <laughs> you know so if you're if you're if someone's trying to hook you and you can't be hooked, yay for you. But what's mm -hmm. cool about that too, though, is in that blended state, you can actually be with folks who are having a tough time and mm -hmm. be that holder of the light. Doesn't mean you're going to solve anything. You're not going to like you know quote roomy, but you're going to hold the light. You know, in, in a real silent place. And I often say, you know, to people that I teach uh, that it's that words oftentimes when you're counseling someone are just not as important as the vibration and the consciousness and the feeling tone that you bring. And it's often in your silence that you bring the most healing, the most compassion and the most love. And yeah. it is just in that silence that we can be such powerful witnesses for one another. And that's really all that often that we're looking for, um, to feel better, to, to have the witness and have the witness not flinch. You know? And I, I, that silence is so beautiful because um, I used to get uncomfortable with silence when I was not connected. And so silence would, would be bringing the focus. It's like shining the spotlight on where you are. So if where you are doesn't feel good, then silence feels even worse. However, if you're around someone who's high vibrational and there's silence, it's almost like, oh, I can reach up the vibrational scale and use this as kind of a role model. And the silence can be a, an allowing period for me to just move on up and feel better and better and better. And so that silence kind of just um, amplifies whatever's going on for you. Yeah. And it can be a soother. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't necessarily mean that even eyes are closed. It can be, you know, a, just a moment of beholding one another, um, which can be so far more healing than, um, than any storytelling can be. Uh, but I did I had to crack up though in that last part where they said, you know, we we prefer you to be therapists that are, you know, here's how to feel good and, and then to great, better to better. great. <laughs> so you attract all the people who are feeling pretty good, but you're going to take them to to great and then to ecstasy. <laughs> and if you know, and, and if you're feeling you're, you're like awful to less awful, that's the guy down the street. <laughs> That was kind of funny. I thought that was really. I love. I love that because I I refer all the time out. You know, like oh, I don't think I can help you. Yeah, you know, go see the guy down the street because it's 
it's this competition. It gets to be a competition. Like, I want to talk over here about what's working. And they're like, nope, I want to talk what's not working. And I'm like, okay, let's go talk over here of what's working. And then, nope, let's go talk about what's working. And then I'll, I'll say to them, like, I totally get that you want to talk about what's not working. I'm not your person. So let me refer you to somebody. No, truly, you're not their person. And I've, I've, I've gotten that before. I say it like that. Yeah. I say it right out. Like, no, I don't, I'm totally detached from the outcome. I'm like, <laughs> I'm done with the tug of war. My muscles are already strong. I don't need to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you're not going to be uh, fighting for this one. Yeah. And and I and, it, and there is, um, you know, when you see that where someone is in a place where they're so attached to their story, they can't hear you even if you said the most brilliant things out of the mouth of Jesus. They can't hear you. So this idea that somehow you're going to convince somebody to feel better if they're not in the vicinity of it is really kind of crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it is that point where you actually can behold the story and not resist it, but you certainly don't have to indulge it. And you certainly don't have to be paid to listen to it, too. So, I mean, it is an interesting thing when we start to to have this um, blended consciousness. We can be powerful healers, but we have to be discerning, too. Um, in where we want to put our time and attention. And if we're not doing our preparation work and we haven't done all that we need to do to kind of release resistances and clear out our consciousness, we certainly don't want to go looking for folks who are struggling in the same way. Um, well, you know, you can. It's it's step four living. Nothing's going to, you know, explode. Um, but it really isn't from a consciousness practice where we can be the best uplifters. Uh, well, and it doesn't feel good. It's not in the feel good flow. You know, my thing I always talk about is letting go of the old being in the right here, right now and living in the feel good flow. Amen. Amen. Feel good, sister. And that Mm. truly is, is I think what the everyday takeaway is, you know, that we want to be aware that the most powerful place that we can be in the world is when we're in a blended state and we've done our work and we, as you said, Heather, made the priority that alignment trumps everything. And when we have that as our number one priority, then we can be the most loving parents, the most empathetic, or I should say compassionate friends, and we can be the most powerful teachers. Um, But it truly starts with us and our ability to do that. I got to add this piece before we forget, or I I forget. Um, In addition to being powerful parents and loving and compassionate, we can also get by with less sleep, we can um, have better energy, more sex, more fun, we can lose weight, we can have all these things that are easier. It's amazing. So it doesn't just affect the energetic aspect, it actually translates into the physical when we are connected to source. It makes sense because it is the mm-hmm. physical that is an extension of the non. Mm-hmm. And so it, it gets to benefit and your cells, mm-hmm. your cells love alignment. They yeah. are so grateful. They're so grateful. And I actually recently heard the Abrahams talking about pain in and of itself is just your cells calling for more alignment. And we describe that as pain. And I think that's, it's really wonderful to bring this into the physical component um, of our discussion, because truly that is the the ultimate extension of this. We want right. to feel good in our bodies, in our world, and have all of our senses firing 
uh, on all jets so that we can truly be present for ourselves and one, and one another. Well, that is our show for today. We're so glad that you joined us on Everyday Attraction again. Be sure to check out our website at everydayattraction.com. Sign up for our um, our, our newsletter. Uh, we're going to send out some information and and kind of say hey to you all. And uh, and also check out Heather's web, website, resetyourmindset.net. Uh, she is a channel and a, and a counselor, so she's available for you. And I got to tell you before we end, what I love about hypnotherapy is that you're not allowed to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of my favorite part. We thank you all. Feel good, sister. Feel good. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug?, Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. 
As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug? is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut, act on their intuition, and step out boldly. Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Pucati says, Spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then, if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. The Great Forgetting. That's what some call this time in which we are living. It is a time when we have become so youth-obsessed and age-averse that the wisdom and experience of our elders is being marginalized and in too many cases lost. Each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, George and Sedina Campanelli, co-founders of Age Nation and co-authors of the award-winning Do Not Go Quietly, talk with some of the leading wisdom keepers of our time about how we can use this precious gift called our lives to create a more sane, sustainable, conscious, and loving world. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central on Do Not Go Quietly, Conversations with the Wisdom Keepers, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 